0: Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the H 2 P podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter here talking all things pit. Sports the football day on the podcast network here on dkpittsburghsports.com. Remember, you can find all of our podcasts on our platform, which is on for free at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those great places. Check us out, download us, subscribe to us, and hit us with some five star reviews with positive comments. Those really help out our ratings and let the people know what's going on here at dkpittsburghsports.com. But today we're talking pit football. Now, last Last week, I took a big picture approach, talking about pit football history, talking about Pat Narduzzi, the direction of the program, and it was more so just because of the, an article that I read and then an article that I wrote, and then just kind of what what you know what can we be realistically expected about the Panthers? That was an interesting. I had some really good responses from some people out there, who liked the, the episode. So thank you to those who reached out and expressed your appreciation. But let's talk about. The small picture for Pitt. Now, I've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett. His return is huge to this team. I've talked about the battle in the running back room, whether it's going to be Izzy Abani Conda, or Vincent Davis and the offensive line and the defense getting the pass rush. But one specific group that needs to have a great year are those Pitt receivers. Now, there was one guy who did have a great year last year. And I'd, I'd say there was another guy who had a good year last year. DJ Turner, of course, had a good year. But Jordan Addison exploded, first team all ACC, uh, freshman, and all that. You know, he was, he, he, he exploded onto the scene. He did pretty well for Pitt football. Um,. You know, he had six hundred and sixty six. Uh, huh, huh, huh. you know, that 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 number right there, but that was his total passing y- uh, receiving yards on the season. Also had also had four touchdowns both led the led the Panthers. And uh he did that in just ten games uh when they played eleven. But they need to have a complete core to make this thing work. Now last year they were very fortunate to get DJ Turner to come up. Because remember, DJ Turner was a transfer. And not just a transfer, a transfer right before the season started. And I know this because I became full-time at DK cover and covered pit about in like mid-August. So when that happened, and that was one of the first things I remember writing, it was like right before the season started. This guy came in, learned the offense, became a, a, a key target for Kenny Pickett, and finished with the second most receiving yards and receiving touchdowns on the team. And the thing is that Pitt has quite a few good athletes at receiver. Even with DJ Turner gone, you know, and Jordan Addison taken into consideration, you still got Tazier Mack, who, when I was going into that, that season, I was saying, well, Tazier's going to be the guy. You know, he had the game-winning catch-of-the-ball game at the end of the 2019 season. He, he he was he was Kenny Pickett's clear preferred target. Tazier had some problems. He had, he had some issues where he couldn't be with the team, and COVID kind of impacted him. And he had some some losses in his family, and he kind of revealed that to us when we were talking to him uh, leading into the, the 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 Spring Blue Gold game. But he also, with all, with with his struggling year, he had 23 catches for 305 yards, and only two touchdowns. You know you know that he could do better than that. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me at all for him to have a bounce back year. But Pitt needs not just two, but three or four real receiving threats. Who can put teams on edge. That's the only way this offense is going to work. Because if you're coming out here and you're expecting Izzy or Vincent to, to bust loose and get a run game going you're still going to need to scare these defenses back. Make them respect your passing game. And Kenny shown. Kenny Pickett, he may not be the superstar quarterback. He's not going to be a first-round draft pick. But he's a warrior. And we've all seen how many times... That Kenny was was running around, make, making things happen on his own, and he would find ways to to keep pitting in a game or to make a play, and you know, and 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 do some amazing things. But he's going to need that receiving core to help him more this year. And sure, th- there were times last year that they did help him. Again, Jordan Addison came up big in several games. Uh, If it wasn't for Tazier Mack's ridiculous uh, catch and broken tackle run, he went like, what, 70 yards or something like that against Syracuse, they might lose that game. But then there were also just way too many moments in the season when they were inconsistent. Shockey uh, Jack-Louis, he had moments, but he had a lot of drops. Never scored a touchdown in the season. Jared Wayne, early on, the Canadian sensation. Everyone was talking about him and Chase Claypool going at the same time. Early on, he was a little exciting. Had a touchdown. Finished with 326 receiving yards. Also had a case of the dropsies. And Tazier Mack, he had a case of the dropsies. And heck, if he had caught the two-point conversion against NC State, they might win that game. And then we're talking about a 7-4 season and not a 6-5 season. And not that that would have made the season infinitely better. But maybe they rebound a bit better. Maybe there's no rebound to happen from. And also, when those drops happen, it's more than just the the visual impact on the field of, oh, wow, that, that, that play didn't happen. Because then there's confidence questions. Both on... It, well, not both. There's several avenues of confidence questions. There's the confidence of the player in himself. You know, what's wrong with me? I gotta make that happen. It's, and some guys don't have to do that. When you get to the pros, that's something you shake off real fast. Because you gotta be like, look, I you know, I trust myself. I made it here. I know I'm gonna get this together, whatever this is. You know, that that's one thing. But then there's also the quarterback that's like, man, this guy messed this up. I gotta make him. I, I got. He. I'm not sure if I could trust him in, in these big situations. And there's also the coaching aspect of it. So there's plenty of aspects to look here about the receiving game. But there's also reasons to believe that these guys are going to put it together moving forward. We'll talk about that right after this break from the H2P podcast on BKPittsburghSports.com. Here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here talking all things pit Football. And again, we're doing some small picture focusing on the receivers. Now, one thing that I also want to talk about with how they can get better is their approach to things. And this ain't just me blowing smoke, but I do see a different sort of feel, a presence when I talk to some of these receivers during the offseason. And we haven't talked to them for a few weeks now. You know, they, they're they on their break from the, the blue and gold game and everything. But we do see these guys kind of with the conflict. Like Tazier Mack being able to clear through some of the things that he was working on. Lucas Kroll dealing with the crazy situation he had last year on top of COVID getting hurt and then, you know, and then not sure when he'd be back and that was supposed to be his big year, but now he's back again. That's the other thing. Tight ends are just as important in this situation. Gavin Bartholomew seems to be impressing people. Um, Kai Wright is, a, has has been impressing people in camp that, you know, there's, there's, there's some hope that people have here to make things right. and, I'm telling you when I when I saw some of these guys in the blue and gold game the routes that they were running the the plays they were making on the ball away and catching the ball away from their body there's 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 hope there for the for these receiving threats to put it together and again in college it ain't like the pros where everybody like when you get a certain draft pick they're expected to do this in college you need as many talented guys available um to because some guys are going to have their rough days and remember these 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 are kids these guys, these are student athletes. They, they're going through a lot and they just went through a, a lot, even more so than normal because of COVID, but with Pitt's receivers, I go, I go and I look and I'm like, I, I when I talk to these guys, there's something about them. That's they're feeling a little different. And I got to say, when, when we, when we asked them about what they, how they felt about the approach this year, all of them bring up new receivers coach, Brendan Marion from Pittsburgh, they bring up the change in dynamic of how he's brought to the team, how he talks to these players, the confidence he's instilling in them. There is a sense of those guys that it's like, Hey, there's, there's something good going on here. And we need to work on these things. And not to say that Chris Beatty was a bad receivers coach, but they consistently had (laughs) inconsistent problems of being inconsistent. (laughs) With the drops and everything. Also, don't forget, Pitts Pits receivers, they will be getting a uh, another player this year in Melquise Stovall from Hawaii. A guy who definitely came uh, because of uh, Brennan Mary, the new receivers coach. Because that's where he was coming from. But when I when I look at when I look at this room, I see fast guys. Because even the guys who barely played last year, like Jalen Barden. I think Jalen Barden is going to be nasty. He's got the explosive speed. He just needs he needed to find a way to fit in with the team. He had a good touchdown during the, during the season. I believe it was during the Virginia Tech game. He's gonna get more shops. And don't and don't forget you still got the veteran presence of Trey Tipton, who's going through his seventh year of being a Pitt Panther, with all the injuries he's gone through and then getting another year of eligibility because of the uh because of the pandemic. This might be the most interesting receiver room that Pitt has had in some time now granted they've had some very interesting ones in my lifetime you know with Larry Fitzgerald and Tony O'Brien and a number of Tyler Boyd and a number of other, other really impressive athletes that have that have played in the blue and gold but this is a really interesting group if Jordan Addison can can continue to rise and continue to be the number one guy and if he can get one or two other guys to be those type of threats, and the and Pitt's tight ends come into play. You're looking at an interesting offense. And now you don't need Kenny to be the ridiculous playmaker. It's just hey, get the ball to these super athletes. Get the ball to these guys that that can that can make plays. And again, I'm not saying Pitt's about to be wide receiver. You or nothing like that. But I'm being I'm bringing some perspective here that well, what I've seen from them and what their capabilities are. And at least what we're hearing them say and saying the right things during the off season, there's a chance that this group could impress. And there's a there's another chance too, to consider here. With Clemson losing Trevor Lawrence, now granted, I'm not saying Clemson's about to fall off. They 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 got twelve thousand people loaded up to go for years. But maybe there's there's some shifting around. Notre Dame had a lot of guys go to go to the NFL. Notre Dame is is gonna be is gonna be different this year. So they don't even really apply, but still, like there's all these talents that that, that are going around. While Pitt did lose several guys to the NFL, I, I, it, it, especially because Pickett's back, I really think that these talents can continue to grow, and that's another reason keeping Mark Whipple around. I think was important. As many people that don't like Mark Whipple. And, Listen, I'm, I'm I've been a guy. I've said for years, even before I covered the pit beat. I don't understand a quarterback running to the sideline to hear him physically say the play. It don't make sense, and, and that's you know that that that's my entire thing. And, I, and I've seen other broadcasters on ESPN and other places that were just like, "What? Well, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand." In this day and age, when you can use flip cards, giant flip cards, like how like you know the people make with the with the guys from Sports Center being on them. You know, with all the radio technology available, we, we, or just the old school method of sending another player in with the play, why that has to happen. And look, so, so listen, like I'm not I'm not here to just defend Mark Whipple or Carry any water. But Mark Whipple does seem to have a good relationship with Kenny Pickett. And as long as Kenny Pickett's around with how many times he changed offensive coordinators, you want to keep the guy that he's familiar with. Because Kenny Pickett was feeling it before he got hurt in 2020. And if he can if he can feel it again in 2021, but this time with a more developed better prepared receiving group and if that balanced if that offensive balance can come with a better offensive line and a running game that actually knows where it's going who's to say that pit football's offense won't be a dangerous force now nah, i'm sure some pit fans out there who have been used to pitting for a long time are going to say eh ah, me i'm going to say it i've seen it for far too long the pain and suffering and listen i feel you pit football has most Pitt fans know lots of pain and suffering, but on both football and basketball, heck, and baseball, where their guys were beating the tar out of the top fifty teams in baseball, and then finished with a one and eight record in their final nine games, and that knocked them out of the 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 the, the college World Series. They weren't going to get invited to that tournament. So, pain is very familiar with Pitt fans. And I'm not trying to say to, to to let your guard down or anything like that. But I am giving you some perspective that as a football nerd, as a guy who studies football, watches guys work, there are definitely elements to their game that impress me. Jordan Addison, the way he gets separation, the way he finds the ball, the way he goes up and gets the ball. hes put he, As a freshman, I saw him putting things together that it takes some guys two, three years to do. And when you have a leader like that, in the, in the receiver room. You get bet more opportunities for the other guys to eat. And heck, we talk about that with the Steelers a lot, with how spread around their, their talents are in the receivers' rooms. So, with all that in mind, I think that there's still a lot to be excited about if you're a pit football fan going into this next year, and this receiving room is absolutely part of that equation. But as always, there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to Pittsburgh sports. We're covering all of that here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Stay tuned for our podcast network. Got more of DK's Daily Shots to finish out the week coming up Friday morning. And of course, the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, all our Pirates and Penguins podcasts right here on the network and for free. Chris Carter, follow me at Carter Critiques. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon. Ladies and gentlemen.